You are listening to the Stronger Business Podcast. Please welcome our hosts, Josh and Chad, as they revisit our conversation from last week. Welcome back to the Stronger Business Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Melton, here with my caffeine-addicted Starbucks mega... I don't even know what size it is for Starbucks. It's a gigantic Starbucks glass with ice, so you guys will hear it on this episode. Uh, Guzzlin co-host, the serial CFO. Chad Brown. We're going to change this. You are so determined to be the host. I mean, just (laughs) through sheer, like, just strong arm in this thing. Any time you get the mic, you're like, I'm the host, Josh Melton, coming to you today. Blah, blah, blah. Adidas this, sponsored that. (laughs) We're just going to change this right now. Uh, We're going to get this out of the way. You can be the host. I am going to call you host, Josh. You are going to be the host. We even change a little picture on the website. It'll be, say, host on our business podcast, Josh. I'm going to be the expert guest. Okay, how about this? We'll make. So I'll make you a deal refer with to you. me as expert Chad. Okay, I refer to you as host Josh. The expert guest. All right, let's let's take it a little further. Let's do it. You can be there's the 100 percent. Like you are the the founder. You're like the Ray Kroc at like McDonald's. The e, like the it's like the Superman logo, but with an E, like expert. Yeah, yeah. We'll get you some okay. shirts made. It'll be awesome. Uh, you're the founder of Stronger Business, like Ray Kroc is at McDonald's, <laughs> and I'm like the Ronald McDonald. You know what I'm saying? I get to be like the entertaining one. You're a serious business. You're making an all, you know, you're, have you're you the man that, behind have the you curtain. Have you watched that movie? I've not seen the movie The Founder. I'm like carrying uh, around the big milkshake mixer. I'm a Michael know. Keaton fan, though. I like Michael Keaton. It's a good movie. It really it's is. It's a great story. Ray Kroc is a brilliant, <laughs> brilliant person. Uh, he saw, had a vision, he executed. You're big about executing. You're like a little bit shady. I mean, I guess I can kind of see it. Uh, you're kind of like, I don't know. You're not intentionally shady. I'm only shady when it's in everybody's best interest. I don't think you're also like intentional about figuring out if you're not shady or not. You know how to stick your eyes. Man behind the curtain. Pay no attention to the shady man behind the curtain. <laughs> I like this. All right, I got some clarity here for everybody that was wondering who the real host was. So it's just not, man, it's not strong arming. It's just a calling. I mean, it's just like a purposeful calling it in my life. It is a calling. You, are, you have been called to be Ronald McDonald. <laughs> Ronald McDonald in this podcast. <laughs> Stronger business. Ronald McDonald's. McDonald in athleisure. We're, tra- we're going to change Lead it. the way, sir. We're what gonna, are we going? <laughs> Before you break out the face uh, paint. Uh, host, what are we going to talk about today? <laughs> we're going to change the colors back. We're going to go we're going to red and yellow. It's going to be great. i got to give my expert cape. <laughs> Your superhero expert cape. Man, we just got done with a... Uh, Saving businesses every day. You, that's We could... Yeah, we'll break something out. We we'll make a little action costume. figure. You know, you seen Blank stuff. Man? No, nah, I hadn't seen that. You seen Blank Man like from the nineties? I don't know what it's that like is. Like Damon Wayne? It's like Blank Man. No, no, I do know Homie the Clown. Homie the Clown oh, from uh, Living Color. Oh. Homie, don't play that, Chad. <laughs> Homie's the host. Homie, don't play that. You can be your Ray Kroc founder. Oh, man, we just we Expert just finished man. like five minutes ago, seven <laughs> minutes ago actually, an episode with Lars Hedenborg. And it was freaking awesome. I wish we would have had two hours. Like, oh it, yeah, so much valuable information. He has been through it all. He's done it all. He's crushed it in his career path and performance at a high level along the way. But he's also realized every time he started just really screwing it up from a work life balance or a freedom balance or or a scaling side of things. Um, he he's got a B school. He's wrote a book around it. It's. It's really his whole model and, and his teaching is around how to grow a highly 
performing successful business, but maintain a really good balance of life and freedom along the way, knowing you're going to screw it up every once in a yeah. while, knowing there's going to be highs and lows of this thing, but he's, he's figured some things out, man, with systems and sustainability. It's pretty, it's really cool. You know, what's interesting is that I think that one of the, the reason, and again, I think this was developed as he would say on the episode, this, he didn't necessarily start out with this. But it was definitely key to him at this stage of his career, this stage of the impact that he's making, that he's got this particular uh, character trait that I think is really empowering him to take it to the next level. And I think that's part of what's, I mean, honestly, like it's the inspiration for him to, to, to do something significant in this life is the guy's humble. Mm-hmm. And so he can start something new. He can make a transition. He can do something maybe people don't think that he should do because he's got humility. So his ego is not so caught up and being, you know, Lars from real estate B school or being this, you know, in the uh, Remax hall of fame and having this phenomenal real estate career. He's like, no, I can start something that's, that's new and different because I got a vision to help people. And again, it's more about, I'm going to make an impact and having the humility. He's not, he's not concerned about what people think of him in this next stage because he sees the impact he's making long-term. And I love that. And I think, man, it kind of stands out that's different in our culture because none of our elected leaders ever say, I'm sorry. No. We don't have that. They never say they were wrong. They never apologize for anything. The only time they ever might apologize for something is when they're stepping down because they are like, their party forced them out. So we're just, we're not used to seeing our culture doesn't celebrate vulnerable leaders who admit when they're wrong. We just see point the finger at somebody else, you know, pass the buck, pass the blame. And so it's cool to see that. And I, I know I was inspired by it. And rolling into what we can talk about for this episode, because there was something I was thinking about when he's talking about leverage, right? So he's in, overall, what Lars has been phenomenal at is being able to build a system that would leverage an owner of a company to not have to kill themselves building their company. It's like, no, build a system. You find people that maybe their goal or dream for their life is not as big, or they're not willing to pay the price for some crazy big dream. It's like, no, this guy, he mentioned on the podcast, on the episode, this guy, he, like, God's maybe built him to drive around in his truck all day, right? Like he's just he likes that's it. that guy's dream job. Yeah, like that's his dream job. I want to drive around all day and listen to the radio and drop real estate documents off. On the radio Get station. paid to do it. Yeah, right. It's like nobody's bothering me. He probably did that. I'm assuming that guy probably doesn't get road rage very easily either. But no, he's just like, he caught in traffic. He's like, no big deal, man. I don't even got to push my phone. Getting paid to hang out in the truck. <laughs> I love I 85. It's amazing. No, but, uh, you know, it's figuring out how to build a system that you can leverage so that all of your time and energy is not going into keeping your business afloat. Because I don't think most people, when they start a company, are like, you know, I really want to work this thing 900 hours a week for the next 40 years. There's usually an idea that they have in mind of something they want out of the business. And so there's a vision that goes into it. What, the, the, what stood out to me with Lars is that he was able to clearly define early on what he wanted and what he didn't want. And even the specific, I mean, I love the, the income goal that he has. And it's so, I mean, it's specific, man. I wrote it down. Seven figures, working 20 hours a week. And again, and not super stressed out all the time. And here, so here's where he's different. I'm going to call some people out right here. Here's where he's different than 90% of the people listening to this podcast okay. right now. Oh, wow. I like it. Offensive. Hey, the I am. founder chat like, way more offensive I'm, than co-host chat. I'm, I'm being saying. a little aggressive. I'm going after you. Yeah. Because this is the mistake 90% of all business owners make. I've made it too. I've been there. 
I've I've seen those mistakes and I've I've learned to try to correct that in my behavior as I'm casting vision or I'm setting these goals or this revenue figure or three year, five year, ten year plan. Lars didn't just end with that statement. He didn't just say, I'm gonna make a million dollars working twenty hours a week. Mm-hmm. He freaking broke it down into an hourly rate. Oh, yeah. For me to do that, I got to do X amount. Maybe it's $250 an hour every time I'm working. I'm going to work five hours a day, and I'm going to be at $250 an hour in what I'm producing and billing or earning with my time. And I'm going to take it a step further and take action again and create another step when I'm not doing that. I'm going to figure out how to leverage somebody else to do that so I can get back to that $250 an hour or whatever that number is. So many of you out there will set a goal and you just think it is going to freaking fall in your lap. It's just going to happen. I'm going to grow my business by a hundred grand this year. I'm going to reach 2 million in revenue by 2025, whatever it may be. And you're like, I'm going to show up every day and do the same thing I've been doing the last two years, and it's just going to fall in my lap and happen. That's not how it works. Lars has been able to identify that, break it down into what it's going to take every single hour of his working time. And when it's not aligning, he's adjusting, he's pivoting, he's replacing. And I think that is the difference of what's made Lars tremendously successful when so many other people can't seem to get to where they want to go. I'm done now. You can go. Huh? I just want to give a pause for our audiences to be able to you, you listen. take that kicking. You know what I'm saying? You offended me early on in this podcast. You talked about my coffee. <laughs> you can talk about me. You can make fun of my hair. You can do whatever you want. So, man, you want to say Start. something bad about my wife, my mom? That's cool, okay. dude. You talk about my coffee, bro. I about my coffee. You know, I get a little defensive. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. What is that Starbucks we give you? Okay. <laughs> oh, man. I'm more of a Chick-fil-A. But, no, but I will say, I, I think, you know, a couple of things there are that, that I really love about Lars's episode was, was his ability to, to cast the vision, to break it down, and to take action. And then the biggest thing, man, I learned during that episode, and this is, this is where I have screwed this up until he said this, it didn't, it didn't register with me how much I've screwed this up over the last 15 years. I, I've screwed this up today, right now. He, is, he has fixed something I have been screwing up for 15 years up to the moment of that podcast. And it, it's very simple. He said, I do it, we do oh, it, yeah. they do it. Man, I skip. I have built so many systems. I've built so many checklists. I've delegated so much. I'm trying so hard to grow business through scale and delegation and systems and processes. I have never for a moment considered we do it. Mm. I do it, I build checklists, I build processes, and I hand it to you and say, go. And I run off and go do something else. The whole we do it piece, man, that is it for me. That's the missing link behind my struggles and successes and failures and trying to delegate and scale in so many ways. And I see it like clear as day now. It's crazy like how blind I've been to that. Till he mentioned those words. Yeah, no, that's good. You know, and I, I could, it makes me think of a, a more recent episode where we were talking about this, where it was the, so you're saying, and you're like, hey, I don't, it's, it doesn't go, I do it, we do it, you do it. It's a, hey, I do it, I recorded it, you can watch it. Yeah, you do you it. go, you do it. I'm gone, come get me. And, I, and I'm going to be a little hard to get to when you have yeah. questions, but come get me if you got questions. But this is your job now. This is your role. I have 
I have delegated it, and I don't ever want to hear about it again unless you need some support. Yeah, a big difference between you and me in this is that you would be like, I do it. You're doing it. I'm going like, hey, I'm I'm doing this like half-ass. It sucks. I hate it. And (laughs) you you do it. So at least you're one up for me, bro, because you're saying, (laughs) I do it, and I'm doing it at a high level. Here, why don't you go do it now? I I don't even want to learn how to do it. You just go take this and do it. You go do it. You just know I do it. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't want to know what I'm doing. I don't want to do this. I want you to do it. Figure it out. Call me with questions. And I'll give you my opinion, which are based just on nothing, because I haven't done it. <laughs> you know, I'm Fair a great enough. leader, um, which is why, again, I should host this thing. I was called to entertain, dude. I'm not a teacher. <laughs> I will now handle the process systems and the delegation and scale, because now I know what to do. It's simple. I mean, how simple is that? I do it. We do it. They do it. What if they hate doing it with you, though? Honestly, that's probably part of the reason I don't do it. It's like, I don't like that we do it. Oh, yeah. You're not worried about like, it. I want to go perform. It. You ain't doing it with yeah, them. Yeah, I don't really want to do it, it with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. It like, slows you down. Why are we both spending our time on something now? Yeah, this yeah. is going backwards. You don't like me. Man, I don't man, like you. I, I like, can't we build just $250 an hour from over here doing it with you. <laughs> Jeez, we're wasting twice our time. <laughs> cutting into my numbers. God almighty. <laughs> but but so I, guess, I guess what I keep telling myself as a business owner, you got to go backwards before you go forward. And so I guess that's all part of it. Man, that's it is good. And honestly, that that what is that? Those that's nine words, right? I do it, we mm-hmm. do it. Uh, he said they do it, but it would be if we're telling somebody, "Hey, I'm going to do it," then we're going to do it. If it was a tattoo artist on Hawthorne, I may go get that today. This is why you should always wait 24 hours before you make I'm a major decision. Caffeined up, <laughs> and why you should probably bad get decisions a, in my life. You should probably get a whatever they call it. In, I don't, I don't speak Starbucks language. That's what my my challenge is. is I want to say small, medium, large, and they're all like, "Let's make up a cool new word for it." I'm like, I'm not that cool, man. It's not you know that complicated. They got a menu. Super complicated. I don't speak whatever that language is. What was your favorite part of the episode, man? What did you learn the most from? All right, here's where I'll go with it. This is what was good for me. Is it, and it, it was that, because it, it went with, again, a couple of recent episodes we had. We talked in one episode about... Ooh, I just had an idea. Okay, hold on to it. Write it down or you're... Hold on. There's been tablet. once in my life I performed this. I do it. We do it. Okay. They do it. Go for it. I started as the host of the Entrepreneur Adventure. Yeah. Then we became co-host of the Stronger Business Podcast. And then today I've turned over the duties of host to you. Yeah, so I do it. Full circle moment. We do it. You do it. I'm going to buy you a coffee later. Yeah, look at that. Maybe I'm better at this than I thought. You're amazing. <laughs> we'll just see if I quit or not. Okay, you can share now. <laughs> if it's like most of the time that you do training, I'll, this is like my last week here. I'll be gone pretty soon. <laughs> So true. <laughs> so yeah, you would you would rebut that, but you cannot. You just got to drink. Take a giant sip of the iced coffee, there, buddy. It's appropriate timing. Uh, this has been. It's, I've seen this, and maybe because I'm listening for it or something. I don't know. But in in lots of our conversations recently on the podcast, a uh, couple things that stand out. One again is that someone mentioned to you like, "Hey, be the confident version of you," and you're being more vulnerable. Like, "Hey, I don't have any, all the answers." In our meeting the other day, I thought that was interesting because it goes into to vision, and sometimes we don't have the perfectly clear-cut vision. We just know we know we're moving in this direction. This is where we're going. It's going to be walk a mile, see a mile. I'm like, hey, we're a little bit in the fog right now, but we're walking a mile still, and we're going to see the mile ahead of us. So I like that you did that. As far as in this particular episode, what stood out to me was again compounding off some things that we've heard recently. It started so the, the episode is ultimately about leverage, how to build leverage, how to build systems that you can leverage to get the life that you want. But the predecessor of that 
is you got to know what the life that you want is. You have to have the vision. And again, sometimes it's not going to be as clear as other times. But I feel like what most people do, Chad, is they they start off with at least a piece of the vision. So maybe it's really clear. Maybe it's someone out there, you know, somewhere out there type of thing. It's a little bit murky. But then that all the focus turns into the, the leverage system and keeping the, you know, trying to build out the system aspect. And they lose track of what the ultimate vision is. Same thing. Here's the part of a, a couple weeks ago. We talk a lot about culture, but we had a conversation about processes. We say, hey, now it's processes. Are the, that, that's the thing now. It's processes. People are all about processes. I'm like, man, processes for what? <laughs> like if you forget about the culture piece. And Lars mentioned, he mentioned, they said, hey, there's been some time. I mean, I should have. What's the goal of the processes? And right? I didn't know who my, my customer was because I didn't have a high-touch customer service piece of it. I was just on to the next thing. I was focused too much on processes. And I realized that, oh, I'm being too lean and efficient on the process side. And so it's churn and burn. I'm losing out on the culture piece, which then is affecting my processes because I'm so much in the just like, you know, this oh, raw you're material. You're dialed boom, in, boom. focused on yeah. that. I mean, you're crushing it. But the whole vision of why. Yes, the big picture got lost a little bit. So when it comes down to it for me, man, it's like it's it's art, then science. The art is the vision. Vision's not science. Vision is like, where do I want to go? What's the life I'm trying to build? It's creating. What is culture? Culture is creating processes. That's scientific. We need to do step one, step two, step three. Leverage, same thing. We're building a system out. Step one, step two, step three. This you do this, I do this. This is it's if-then statements. That's all the science piece of it. The only reason you need the science, the only reason you need the leverage, the only reason you need the processes is because that is a tool to get you to a destination. you got to have the vision, the culture, the art piece of this thing to be able to know what you're building. Why are you building that? I don't know. I mean, you know, it's a war. Why are you building it that way? I don't know. But if you got a vision, I'm, dude, I'm building it this way because we're trying to get to this spot. And I think that for me, that's what stood out is that art piece of when you're building a business or you're, let's say you're, I say building a business. I don't mean starting a business. Because sure. again, there's people that are listening to this podcast right now. You're not, you're not entrepreneur from the standpoint that you're going to go start your own business. You're entrepreneurial. So you're like, Hey, I, I like riding, man. I like being the number two guy. I like not feeling all the pressure, but building this sucker. Well, for both of you, like you got to figure out, all right, well, what is it that you want out of the company? What are you trying to build? Why are you trying to build it that way? Because the why and the art of the whole thing Ultimately, I think that's what gives life to the science piece of it. It makes the business something that it's got a pulse. You're running the business for you, not the business is running you. And I think that's the piece that, again, I think we get, we, we see it in the front end, but we lose it along the way. And from talking to that dude, we're not even talking to Lars in the studio. We're looking at him through a screen. And both of us emotionally felt charged at the end of it. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Not because that was a man of process, not because it was a man of systems or a man of leverage, but because it was a man of vision. A vision. And, yeah. it, and man, it's interesting you say that because this this happened to me. I got lost in performance. Uh, I had a vision. I dialed that into a process and performance. I got embarrassed because I derailed that and and kind of tell you how, how this all makes sense. So, so, I coach with Sally, Sally Holder from Stronger Business 21. Um, I do coaching with her. Sally and I work together, and, and she's helped me tremendously. Well, part of my goal was to be able to leverage more freedom and do things I enjoy more, which is teaching, coaching, speaking. And so we we together built out this process and funnel of direction of essentially spare time for me where outside of my day-to-day office job and seeing clients and consulting with clients and, and handling tax, 
I'm spending my additional time around building out coaching platforms mm-hmm. and building out financial fundamental uh, masterminds and, and things of that nature. Well, I was performing at a high level going down that road. That was a process and a direction for me to gain that vision of freedom and teaching and speaking. Um, and th- that was going to financially allow me to step out of the office more and to be able to delegate more. And it, I derailed it. And I was embarrassed because I derailed that. Uh, Sally and I, we meet every two weeks. I derailed it for a project around real estate, an Airbnb, something I'm really excited about, kind of awesome opportunity fell in our laps uh, to be able to to pursue this real estate opportunity of like a 12-unit Airbnb in Athens. And that occupied all my time and due diligence for like three weeks. And so I meet with Sally, and I'm like, ah, you're going to kill me, Sally. Like, I really screwed this up. Like, man, I was going, I was performing at a high level. It was all going awesome. And I got distracted and I chased something else and I totally got derailed my process and all my performance. And she's like, no, you idiot. That's part of like gaining that freedom and that what you, you're trying to free yourself up from being in the office every day and one-on-one with clients where you're not doing that 50 hours a week. That's, that's okay. That's still aligning with your vision. That's still going where you okay. want to go with your life. So she said, hey, you, your plan changed in support of the vision yeah, that the you vision, still have. You're still accomplishing the vision yeah, that okay. you have. You're still working towards what you want with freedom to be able to speak and teach and travel and do those things. You just had got two avenues to do it now. And so yeah. that's where that I got hung up in the process and performance of accomplishing that one goal and ignored the vision, and I was, like, embarrassed because I got off of that. But it still aligns with achieving my vision. So, no, that's roundabout great. roundabout long story way. Well, it's not. I mean, it's because it's very clear what you're saying is that, there, hey, there, an opportunity fell in my lap that I should have taken. Mm-hmm. Because it, cause when we're evaluating, should I do this or not, is this shiny object syndrome? Am I, am I being a squirrel here? Well, yeah, if you keep taking, if you keep choosing things that don't take you further along the road to your vision, then yeah, you're, you're shiny object syndrome. You're screwing yourself over. You're not making yourself get there faster. But if you saw an opportunity as like, well, this is a temporary pivot for me. I can, in this instance, hey, acquire this property, maybe do some work to it. And it's actually going to get me further than the course would for the time frame I'm in. Mm-hmm. So I can pause on the course here for a second. The only thing I'm doing is delaying the date I'm going to achieve this plan, which the get it done part of you is like, you know, coming unglued because you like to achieve things so fast. But no, that's like that's proper decision making. You could say, well, can I call it? Can I call a timeout real quick from building out the course? Yeah, I mean, you could, sure. right? As long yeah. as what I'm calling a timeout for helps me accomplish yeah. my vision and my goal of where I'm trying to go in my life, and it does. But I was like too in the process, yeah, too in the, the achievement minded aspect, the achievement like, focus. Yeah. Just like he was like, I was in the focus of going in the closing room and signing the documents. Oh, I'm like, good. oh. I don't even know who my client is. Hold on. This is a, I, I, that's, that's, I think as for some of our personalities as entrepreneurs, we, you're right, man, we lose sight of that. We, for the most part, we never even had the vision, but when we do have it, it's so easy to lose sight of it because we're so focused on the process side. And and I think you're right. It's process has re- replaced culture, but vision and culture is still just as important, if not more important than process. Cause it's, there's nothing, it, there's nothing worse than chasing something so hard for so long to catch it and figure out this ain't what you wanted. Oh yeah, it's like a waste of years. Yeah. So, no, that's, that's the good, danger man. of going after the 
the process and not focusing on the vision or the culture. That's really good. I appreciate your vulnerability there, too. One of the things that stands out with you is the founder of Stronger Business, the Ray Kroc of Stronger Business, the Michael Keaton of Stronger Business. I'm going to stick with that one. Actually, I, well, never mind. I was going to say the Bob Saget of Stronger Business, but yeah, he recently passed same. away. Too yeah, same. it doesn't work. But uh, you, get, you got a Danny Tanner-esque aspect to you of being a humble leader. And I don't think people, would, they would think that. They wouldn't see you drive it up and with them follow them little fancy toy things that you got with your dad going <laughs> oh, like, God, again, go. Donald Trump, brunette hair blowing in the wind. They wouldn't think that you'd be quite the humble leader that you are. But when it comes down to it, the, the real deal is that you are. I like it. It's a, it's a good quality. I'm the expert. You know, what do you <laughs> He's like, when you're, when you're known as an expert, you can, you can faux humility, humility sometimes and it works out. Man, I'm excited about the time study. I'm excited about the challenge ahead of us with everybody doing the time study together as a community. It's going to, man, it's going to be hard for you. That's that's oh, outside of your wheelhouse of like wanting to document and do something on a systemized like schedule yeah. process. So, It'll be uh, good though. You know, the thing, the thing is, don't push us that. outside of our comfort zone. <laughs> Lars also said, don't, Hey, don't compare yourself to other people and definitely don't compare yourself to, you know, don't compare your chapter two to somebody else's chapter 20, right? Or that there, if, if a new guy comes into being an accountant and an entrepreneur and, and his year one, he's trying to compare himself to the Chad Brown at year 20. Like, you know, he's just, that's not a fair fight for that guy. Like, he doesn't need to do that. So I think the same thing for me, man, is if you and I were looking at, if we were doing a time management study, um, again, you go into vision and what was the goal and the dream because the way that we do our time is totally different. Like, what yeah. makes you – there's obviously some, some similarities in there with certain things, but a lot of what you would be putting into your schedule that would be considered a win for you or that would take you closer to the vision that you have for yourself would look totally different than for me. And again, both of those can be a win. Uh, but that being said, I am looking forward to doing that because I rec- I've recognized recently, I was just thinking about this the other night, this is going to sound weird, but you got you only got a certain amount of time, right? That part, is, that part shouldn't sound weird unless you're too artistic of an audience. But I was thinking this chat, I'm like, well, man, my kids and my wife, you know, they were obviously like the most important things in this world to me. And I'm like, but can I just put my kids, like, can I, can I write down on my calendar? Like I got four hours for my kids and I almost felt wrong. No, they're at school, you know, so it's like, sure. like I got it unlimited hours, but I was like, ah, like I, I just, I almost feel like that's wrong if I write down, you know, like I'll give my kids four hours a day or whatever, but not, it's so, but, but I was, the reality of the moment was like, well, no, that's, you, you have a quantifiable amount of time. You can't put 25 hours a day for your kids. You don't have 25 hours. And if you just live your life around your kids, you're going to go broke and your kids will be, you'll have all the time in the world for your kids when you guys are living in the woods. It'll be phenomenal. <laughs> Hunting for squirrels. There's definitely stuff. a balance there. <laughs> no, but it, it is, um, there's that piece of figuring out where, what is the life I'm trying to build? And what's the best way for me to get there? Because again, if you're working, Lars's whole system was built off not having to work all the time. He chose, I want, I want to try to work 20 hours a week. And he also recognized, hey, sometimes I work 50. My goal is 20. I want to get the 20 and have this output for it so I can spend this time with my kids. Um, I think for me that there's there's some weird margin spaces that I know for me I have to have in it. That's like, I need an hour for absolutely nothing every single day. Mm-hmm. And that sounds so dumb. But for but me, you I'm, know like, it. You I'm know a what thinker, works for man. I'm strategic. Yeah. I'm, I, that's what gives me the, the space to try to solve problems. Justin gave a talk the other day on 12-2. Man, it was awesome. And he talked about, you know, from computer terms, you know, you know sometimes you like clear your cash. He talked about that. He said, like, well, what do you do as a person? Clear your cash. And he used to talk oh, about driving, good. you know, yeah. taking 30 minute drives, listening to the radio. And I was like, dude, for me, I mean, sometimes it's just not having anybody around and not a phone in my hand. 
just writing stuff, whatever it is, walking, right, singing, whatever it is, man, there's ways to do that. And again, it goes into that vision and the the leverage, the the culture and the process. It's really the art of the science. is figuring out what is the what's the system for me need to look like for me to achieve my dreams. And if you and I have the exact same vision for our lives, the exact same dreams, the system for you would need to look different. Completely different. Because That's you're right. different. But it's figuring that, that part of it out. Uh, I think it's a pretty cool thing. Hey, I'm going to share this with you because this goes into this talk. I said this to somebody else after the last couple of weeks, and really for the first time, I don't remember another time in my life where this was the case. I don't have anything, nothing, zero on my plate that is something I've listed as a, this is my responsibility to achieve or to do or whatever. That's not something that doesn't bring me passion, purpose, and profit. That's awesome. Dude, it is. Yes. And it took for freaking ever to do it. For years, I kept things on my plate that brought no, that didn't take me toward the vision that I wanted for my life. But I felt like I was supposed to do it or something, some weird sense of duty or whatever. And like, we have those things. Sometimes we are going to have things we have to do we don't want to. Yeah. Right? But this wasn't something that I had to do. It was just something I almost felt like an obligation. When the reality of it is that it didn't align with where I wanted to go or who I wanted to be. So that's a major goal for us as we go into this time study is perform the time study with where your time is being spent right now mm-hmm. over the next two weeks. And then look at it from your perspective of, all right, what inside of this that I've written down in track doesn't serve me in those ways? And that's the end goal of how we take this time study and really level up to have stronger lives, stronger businesses, stronger oh, purpose, good. all those things. Yeah. So everybody go to strongerbusiness.com, download the time study. We got it there on the first page. It's easy to find. If you can't find it, email us. Comment, join us, share on social your journey, what you like, what you don't like about this time study. We'll all get stronger together, and we'll see you next week. If you enjoyed this episode of the Stronger Business Podcast, then leave us a review and share it with a friend. You can find us online at strongerbusiness.com or check us out on Instagram or Facebook at Stronger Business. We look forward to hearing from you and have a great 2022.